1: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Call Her Auntie podcast. Um, this hey, episode... hey. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is based off of our Instagram polls where we polled everyone. And we're going to we're going to hit on the topics that you wanted. Our. Oh, did you hear the dog? No. Oh, damn it. Okay, I shouldn't have, st- I shouldn't have paused. It's okay. <laughs> so
0: Quake, explain your situation right now, how you're dog watching and house sitting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, our good friend and our good guest, Chelsea, uh, is, has left the city. She had to go to Winnipeg to get her stuff because she's moving home. But her dog um, is an older guy. So he can't necessarily make the long drive or it wouldn't be comfortable for any dog to make the long drive really to Winnipeg. So I'm mm-hmm. here, dog sitting, and I haven't had a dog in about three years or like more than that since I moved out of my parents' house. So I'm like, he's so vocal. They know exactly what they want and they always want to go for walks. So it's, um, it's good. I've been up walking a lot.
0: That's what that's what's awesome about a dog. Like, that's what was making us want a dog, too, is just it just be like another member of the family. And we're already outside a lot. And just like going for walks alone. I'm just like, man, I wish I kind of wish I had a dog to like join me (laughs) also to protect me.
1: So if you hear any barking in the background, his name is Rambo. So that's just Rambo trying to get on the podcast.
0: Yeah. Trying to make his name. known.
1: (laughs) Okay, so we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about romantic relationships. That won the poll with 66%. We're going to talk about first times at a powwow. That's 65%. Um, our first heartbreak, which was 56 and then racism, which was 62%. they are all just, like, barely winning, though. So if we have enough <laughs> time, <laughs> we're going to talk about the opposite or the other option that we had pulled.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um so the first one's romantic relationships. <laughs> and I think on this one, we are just going to give tips, right? Of like yeah. being in a relationship. How old were you when you f- like first had a boyfriend?
1: Okay. Or so, like
0: feelings like for a boy.
1: Okay. My first time I had feelings. And this could be like, um, we also want to say like the first times you had feelings towards somebody else. Like it could have been of the same sex, but we're me and Grace are both... Um, into males so the first time i was attracted to a guy i i was like okay I, I was in kindergarten what <laughs> <laughs> but it was in the way where like um i had asked it was like we were going through the alphabet and like k came up and it was Ooh. like K is for kiss and i'm like will you kiss me and he did and i like ran home and told my mom and i was like jacked for the rest of my life <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god I
1: was jacked the boy kissed me in kindergarten but the first time I had like a boyfriend I think it was this boy asked me out and I said yes but I didn't even like him Um, I said yes and then my mom made me break up with him in grade 7 so then I did but it was fine because I didn't care for him
0: yeah that was like my re- first relation. mine was in grade 9 because I went I was kind of like I don't know. I remember the time that, like, no one was interested. I know, like, everyone kind of started getting somewhat serious relationships in middle school, like, grade 7 and 8. Yeah. And I, like, no one was interested in me. And I was kind of, like, bummed. And, like, even, like, around Valentine's Day, I remember my one aunt would be like, oh, so no boyfriend yet, Grace? And I'd be like, no, like, no one was interested in me at all. And then all of a sudden, I think I must have just, like, maybe, like, grown up or, like, I, like, stretched out and, like, I didn't have, like, baby chub anymore. And, like, grade nine, that's, like, when I I think I had, like, my first interest from someone. And it was this other, like, native kid. And we, like, he was kind of, like, the, like, the bad kid. And we, like, dated for a little bit, but I wasn't, like, super into him but he's still nice like I like if I saw him out I would be like oh hey like how's life and whatnot but yeah that was kind of like my first relationship but I don't think I had and then of course in like elementary school you have these crushes but it's not mm-hmm. like oh we're gonna date and all that I think I started to like want to date in like seven and eight but then no one was interested in me but it wasn't a big deal and then grade nine ten and like throughout high school that's when it got like a bit more serious
1: yeah I remember I remember in high school like I wanted to date well this is also due to my parents influence I wanted to date a native voice so bad <laughs> but um there was nobody none of the native dudes were none of the dudes were the same thing interested in me like I've been five ten since I was I think okay maybe I was 5 8 in grade 9 and I grew a little bit but I was pretty tall and like I don't know, in the Sioux there's not a lot of tall guys that are over six, two ish. I don't know. We're pretty we're pretty standard on our medium of like five nine here in the Sioux, I think. So guys are always
0: And I find I find like I don't know, like maybe Ojibwe guys aren't the tallest. Like you okay, your dad <laughs> and your brother, like Nim are, but then when I think about like my dad and brother, like they're pretty small. And then I can't really think of like and then what, in Thunder Bay, you start getting into, like, the more north you get, like, Crees, right? And I feel like Crees start getting, like, more tall.
1: And I think, also, I think Haida men are tall. I feel like men out on the west coast are tall. I don't know. Yeah. Why, we're being very prejudiced here. <laughs> <laughs> we're only basing
0: it on, like...
1: Our family. <laughs> okay, I'm basing
0: it on my family, but your family's, like... Are just tall. <laughs>
1: um. Okay, but things we have to say about what we learned from a romantic relationships. I think this took me a long time to learn. Um, and it was like, pay attention to like the red flags or like the warning signs. I'm really good at like my intuition, but I never believe it. Mm-hmm. And you should. Okay, so you and i I think that you should pay attention to the, like, the way someone treat you because no one is going to treat you bad and no one should treat you bad and like if you have these boundaries and standards that you set like then I'm trying to like think of an example but if you have boundaries and stuff that you set and this person isn't like just meeting them for you then like move on and don't waste your time yeah our one friend Anna said something like soap so like not shocking but something that I like took me a long time to um, feel she said it was she was like well if someone just doesn't like me then like automatically I don't like them because I'm so great and like why wouldn't you like me Mm -hmm. and and I'm like oh yeah (laughs) like so I know that sounds really sad but when you're growing up like you just like somebody so you you get these crushes and I've had a lot of crushes but I never acted on them so I think that's that's also from my point of view where I had a lot of crushes but I never acted on them but where Anna was like okay if you don't like me I don't like you I'm moving on
0: yeah exactly I don't think I've ever like really fought for anybody's attention I was kind of just like well it's like not gonna work like I'm not like, it's got to be equal on both sides, right? Like, yeah. both interested in each other. And, yeah, I think we should um, get into, it kind of goes along with this, is our first heartbreak.
1: Yeah, okay. Let's so, do that. Yeah, because I was trying to, like, think about things, and I'm like, I don't really know what to say about that one. But our first heartbreak, my first heartbreak was when I was dating this guy and it was long distance and I was like so heavily like infatuated with him but then he lived in Toronto so heavily (laughs) I was like so heavily infatuated (laughs) with him because he was like he was native and he was taller than me and like so just those two things (laughs) at the time were like "Eh." (laughs) it so then we I had started my first year of university and i was dating long distance and then it was fine because every time i was in toronto i was traveling so much down south for basketball i would see him and then um after christmas this girl sent me an email and was like can you please stop texting and calling my boyfriend (sighs) and i was like oh we've been dating since the summertime when did you guys start dating and she's like, October. And I'm like, well, I guess technically he was my man. But, like, you can have him and I'll stop communicating. Yeah. And so it was, like, the same thing. Like, I guess it was I had that thing where Anna was talking about. I was like, if you don't like me and if you're going to do me dirty like this, and like, I don't like you. But that also made me, like, really afraid for my next relationship. So then that was my first heartbreak. But because of that, it made me afraid for my second relationship in which um this really great guy from thunder bay i remember he was like telling he was talking about a future one time and i was like oh no i just want to be friends and like hang out like we are and not commit and he was like okay well i want a girlfriend so i'm not going to see you anymore and i was like shit i do want to meet you <laughs> because I said that he was like no like that you only want to be friends and I want a future so I'm going to see other people and that, that affected my second relationship so I think that after your first heartbreak you really need to like heal and let go because yeah. um, the second person wasn't for me anyway but just so you can go into your next phase with an open heart and like always give your love and always give your trust and like never hold back like don't be afraid don't be afraid.
0: Yeah. Well, my first... So mine really stems from, like, I think as a child, like, my dad wasn't really around too often. There's were times where I'm waiting for him to pick me up on his scheduled weekends. And, like, I didn't really have that, like, secure, like, father figure at all. So it made me, when I would date, I would want someone that you know like protected me and like took care of me Mm -hmm. um and not take like when I like take care of me in the sense of like not like financially but more just like I'm here for you like let's let's be on like the same page and do things together yeah um and then in high school I probably had one serious boyfriend and like we were really like happy and then all of a sudden he just like it's like, I don't want to be with you anymore. And like, that's just like so hard to hear because then it just kind of like beats you down to the point where it's like, why am I not good enough? But then moving on, because I'm just like young and free. I I then met um, a curler at the beginning of college. And um, was it college? I think it was college. And he flew me down to Toronto one time and I was just completely like taken away. And I was like, Oh my God, like he's into so into me and I'm into him. And he even flew up to meet my family. And, um, (laughs) and then at one point I booked after school was over, I booked a one-way ticket to come down to Toronto and like with no like plan, like no, take it back home oh my God. I was just gonna like see how it goes <laughs> and what how old are you like first year of college like 18 18 yeah yeah I was I was 18 and weeks before my flight he and I was like giving up my job like in the set my summer job and I was just like completely throwing myself into this relationship and like <laughs> like support me and like what like it's great I'm like just insane and weeks before he was like it was weird all day and then he likes he just told me he's like I don't want to be with you like this is over and he had all these insecurities and I was just heartbroken like that was probably my hardest relationship because I was so invested and I was like gonna move and then I ended up moving anyways to Toronto because it was that year in September so Mm -hmm. um it was just like super hard but I believe everything happens for a reason. Like I, that was so hard, but I made that move to Toronto anyways, months later to like go to school and reach out for those opportunities. And I met amazing people. Like I met you that same year, Quay. Yeah. Where if I let those like fears get in my way because I was so heartbroken and I just wanted to stay like home or something, I wouldn't have had the opportunities I've had. So Mm -hmm that's kind of like where my heartbreak has, has led me. And, <clears throat> and then even to like my like relationship now, like I'm married and that's like, you always say you like, you meet someone that's kind of like your dad. And in a way he is a bit like my dad, but he's just like this big protector of me. And like, that's, I just feel so like secure and safe. Like we have yeah. a lot of people that, um, well, sometimes like, We have a lot of, like, break and enters in our vehicles, like, in the neighborhood. It hasn't happened to our vehicle yet, but it happened to a car across the street. And I'm just, like, I dare someone try to break into our car (laughs) because, like, our bedroom's, like, the second floor and we, like, oversee the the driveway. I'm, like, I dare someone do it because if Benny, like, heard it, he'd be, like, chasing them down the street. And I'm, like, ha. So I just, like, feel – so just like safe and protected that way. Yeah. And also just like emotionally too, because I know that he loves me to death and it's, yeah. So that's, that's where it led me. And I, I'm just so grateful for those, those heartbreaks before. And you learn a lot from breakups too.
1: I also think like thinking back to what you had said and points you made and the points that I think about for my first heartbreak was we fell in love with, with these ideas of what we thought we wanted about romance and love. Like I fell for this, and there's nothing wrong. I fell for this like native guy who like met two qualities. He was native, and he was taller than me. And then <laughs> the second the second time was like, oh, it was like every athlete's dream. Like you talk about with like the curler. Like they were a curler. They played your sport. This is like what we thought we wanted in our dreams. Like all yeah, you're an athlete. You can you just want someone who like your dream is you want someone who plays the sport you play so that you can have that like love and basketball relationship like you want that but if anybody is like going through a heartbreaker who had a breakup and had like they were in love with that romantic story it took me a long time to get over that and to actually look at relationships can you hear the dog I think I
0: did. I thought it was like your stomach or something.
1: What I mean is like think about relationships and the qualities that you want in a person and a partner and a uh like if you're gonna co parent and you're thinking about that, those types of personality traits over do they play basketball. But I say that to actually say too that like if you're an active person you want someone who also lives an active life. But Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So before I never looked for somebody who was, like, I didn't, not that I didn't care, but, like, I didn't, now I look for someone who's, like, not, who's not homophobic and who's not transphobic and who would, like, who's open to all these new experiences and trying something new and going out. I remember one time in a breakup, this one guy, like, two years ago, when we were breaking up. He was like, you're the type of girl that, like, wants to go out to art galleries and wants to go to dinners and wants to go to concerts and Raptors games all the time, and I just can't live that life. And I was like, wait, what's what's so bad about wanting to do those things?
0: If- yeah, that sounds like an awesome life.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I wasn't financially well off, but, like, if you plan ahead and you organize it, you can do those things. Yeah. Anyways. um, Yeah. Um, I
0: know the next topic we wanna get on is so are you are you are you done talking about your heartbreak your heartbreak?
1: <laughs> Thank you for checking in on me, and I'm done talking about my heartbreak. That's all I have to say to people. I think,
0: yeah, me too, like I just I've only had like two major ones, and yeah, like it it sucks, and I remember the one time i I told you right before this podcast um my curling coach was coming to pick me up for practice and I was just crying and I was like I can't I can't go and he's like well why and I'm like my boyfriend broke up with me and like he he gave me these words of advice and I totally forget them but I think it's pretty much what we said (laughs) (laughs) but yeah moving on to the next topic um first time at a powwow so um quay you lived right on the on the res of garden river so you you probably been you were probably like okay going to them since like the like the beginning of life
1: like always about my parents were activists and like into like um indigenous movements before it was cool to do that or not cool before everyone was healed enough to be an activist i want to say that Um yeah so we were always, I always grew up knowing I was native and I always grew up going to powwow. So I don't really remember when my first powwow was, but I, okay, I'll say this. The first time I was at a powwow and I was like hurt. Um, and this kind of like, didn't throw me off, but it hurt me in my identity because I was like, Oh, talking about talking to my one guy friend about another guy. And I said, Oh my God. Of course, you. I was like a teenager and I was like, oh my God, he's so cute. Like, I just, I want to like see if I can talk to him, whatever. And then he's like, he won't talk to you because he only dates girls that know how to beat and sew. And I was like, what? 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 And in my head, I'm like, are you kidding? Like, I'm going off to school to play basketball. Like, I'm so cute and I'm like, so smart because <laughs> I'm like going to university and I'm like, not a dumb chick why wouldn't he like me but that hurt me and um now what he didn't know though was I knew how to be it and I knew how to sew so um I know you're
0: like this pro <laughs> <now>.
1: um <laughs>
0: well you've always been, I think
1: so I've always like been involved and in gone to powwows but that was my first time I like got offended or was hurt and like being indigenous at my own indigenous type of event, somebody had a lot of violence to me or laterally oppressed me. Aww. that's sad. Quay.
0: Um, my first powwow. So growing up in Thunder Bay, like of course my community always had a powwow every year. Sometimes I'd make it out there, but sometimes I wouldn't. But probably my first powwow was either. Fort William reserve powwow, which is on their Mount McKay yeah. mountain <laughs> on Mount McKay or the lake. I know I, we used to always go to the Lakehead university oh, yeah. one, um, which was always fun. But I think I remember going one time on the Fort William and my sister, like, this is why I love my sister, Lisa, just cause she's so like wild and free. And my My sister's like, yeah, we're going to like camp on like Mount McKay, like for the powwow. And we camped and she set up the tent. It was literally like right on the edge of the mountain. (laughs) It was so crazy. And I think my mom saw it was like, oh my God. But I, I was like pretty old then, but I'm, I'm pretty sure when I was younger, I must have been at like, of course, powwows. Um, I've never, you know, it's like crazy is I never danced like we know i did dance once yeah. at a powwow and that was at grand marie because we're like quay and i both live on border cities. she lives at Sault saint marie in michigan and i live thunder bay and minnesota so there's uh, a reserve right across the border called grand portage and um
1: bo-
0: that's where we would go to powell too there? <laughs> well i don't know I could, they are probably just all, like, Ojibwe's from, like, Thunder Bay. <laughs> or, like,
1: or, like... Ontario. Religious. A lot would go to
0: that one. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, you, so you're bringing up, like, dancing. I used to dance, too. But it was, like... I, I kind of... what It was a result of that guy laterally oppressing you where, like, I stopped dancing. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not... Mm. I'm not... I'm not this... I'm not great enough to do this. So that was really, that's like a revelation I'm just having, but I don't think that I all, no, I, I don't think, I always think we need to be supportive of our people. Like we shouldn't like hate on our people because there's been so much hatred for so long. I know that there's a lot of, there's been, we we like had a comment in our DMs one time about like, oh, when are we going to start talking about like indig- indigenous men and all those issues and all the issues that they cause us. And I'm like, Okay, wait, first of all, this is a podcast about me and Grace living our unique Indigenous identities and our unique lives and trying to share our story with girls who are going through it and trying to move and trying to, like, live their best life, whatever they think that is, and not feel alone. Mm-hmm. This We're going to eventually hit topics, but like, and we have brothers, but it's not like we're here to laterally impress other people. If we were to talk about a guy, our guy's issues, we would bring in men. And we really, since we have brothers and cousins, we love that idea and we want to bring in and invite men into the conversation. But I am like, you should not latterly oppress somebody or like hate on someone or judge someone because they didn't have their culture growing up. Because like the people who did are like super lucky because look what happened. They try to like erase that from us.
0: So mm-hmm. be
1: kind and gentle and be a better relative to your other people in your other nations. Be nicer.
0: Yeah. And I think it's like, that's what's so exciting to have this podcast. And for our listeners, like you really get to grow with us. Like our Like our topics could totally change if we still have this going on from five years yeah. from now, right? Like we'll be in a different, like, We'll be,
1: we'll, be, we'll be in different places so, in our lives. So we'll have different things to talk about.
0: Exactly. Like we, yeah, who knows what we'll go through um, throughout the next five mm-hmm. years. But right now, like our focus it has been um, like our move and how we're, we adjusted to living away from our, our cities and our communities. Um, I was actually just talking. Oh, my God. It hit me this weekend about why I'm so glad we have this podcast because... Um, just talking about all the highways down here, right? Like the 407, the 403. And my friend, we were meeting at the zoo. And she's like, oh, the link is going to be closed. And that's just, like, another highway through Hamilton. And I'm like, oh, but you could probably, like, jump on the 403 from Mohawk Road. And I'm like, what the (laughs) – who am I, like, talking these numbers of highways? Because I remember growing up out here, like, the Toronto highways. And I'm like, what? Like, that's, like – how do you know all those like all those highway numbers <laughs> and now I'm just throwing them out That's
1: there another thing is is like we're from small northern towns I don't really know a lot of the streets names here because I've just mm-hmm. walked them been on them so much and like back home too I was trying to give directions for my best friend Erica who I've talked about how to come and get me or come to my house and I'm like wow she's like do I turn on ballpark road and I'm like I literally don't know the, sh- the name of the road, but it was Wellpark Park Road <laughs> um, because I've just lived them so long that I don't know. I just like didn't know their names. But in Toronto, like I know every name and it's so I never want to get lost, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how come I know the names in Toronto more than I know the names in my own community. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so another um important topic that we took a poll on um was either racism or sexism so racism took the poll of 62 percent um so this is this is a super important topic um and Quay, so like when was your like it's sad to even say like yeah. when was your first experience? Assuming that we all have had an
1: experience with it, like that's that's sad to say. <laughs> like, can you hear Rambo? But he's not like racism. He's growling right now. <laughs> he doesn't like no me? racism. Oh, <laughs> <So> he's growling. <laughs> um. Okay. So my first experience, it was when I'm. I didn't really know or like understand what was happening until I moved to Sault Ste. Marie so I me and my older brother we lived in Ottawa for a long time and then in like grade five we moved here and it wasn't until grade five when I moved to the Sioux we didn't live on the res yet when I moved to the Sioux where like I saw it and I felt it and it's just this like weird feeling where like you feel singled out and you feel like people are looking at you and it wasn't until I moved to garden and then I went to the school with where all the other res kids went where I felt like um okay we're battling racism like these these little kids being in grade six seven and eight and like nine ten eleven twelve we were battling racism together um and experiencing Mm it (laughs) can you hear him
0: oh the dogs
1: (laughs) (laughs) but um the first time where like it was in my face it was I was eating lunch with the girls on my basketball team who are also played volleyball. Um, so I was eating lunch with them, and they were all white. And I remember this one girl had broken up with somebody I knew who was native. And then she's like, she said something like, "Oh, I really miss him, and I really want to date him again. I just don't want to date him because he's native." And I and I was like, "What?" And that was the first time I like had face to face racism head on. And I think I was like grade. Nine or 10. And I, I like feel bad for not standing up for my friend because I knew I should have. But as an older Kway, looking back at young Kway, I'm like, you weren't equipped with that. So, like, it's okay. Like, you can forgive yourself. You weren't equipped to stand up and get to that chick and tell her that, like, that's a wrong point of view. You're wrong in that, and you're rude and you're a racist, and you're really a bitch. <laughs>
0: i think that's like now that i have my son like we should it's i mean this is even sad to even talk about too is that we should be equipping them to stick up like how do you respond to that you know like i want nico to think that it's okay to pick on other peers because of their skin color and stick up like corner that like that person out because that's not right. Put her in the
1: locker room um, and give her a wedgie and, and stuff her into a locker room.
0: <laughs> Give her a noogie. <laughs> give
1: her a noogie and then take her, her pre-packaged sandwich and stomp on it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: don't do that. My, my first
0: experience, um, like I don't, I remember in elementary school, I know it was just me and another Native kid. And I would always cringe at, and it's sad to think that I would cringe when the national anthem would play every morning and they would say like our home and native land. And I would feel that like people would just stare at us and be like, Oh, those are the natives. Like, cause there was only two of us in the class. And I don't know, like, and it's sad, it's sad to think that a little girl would have that negative thought on her. And it just made me, like, it makes me sad to this day that I I thought negative about who I was. And then, and then I think, like, middle school was, like, okay. And then high school, once I started, like, hanging out with, like, I would actually hang out in groups and, like, other people and, like, going to these parties and, like, I would hear things about Natives and, like, I would be, like, the only Native there and, I don't know like it's just
1: an awful position to be in because you you know it's wrong and you know you're not bad but you can't express it and you can't point it out and like you can't verbalize something because you're so young and learning it's so it's it's such a heartbreaking thing to think back on and like to think that other youth are going through that too and it's really like I think the the way that the media played out 10 years ago and even today was so easily to pit indigenous people as the bad people. And like, that really affected our self-esteem, I think.
0: Yeah, totally. And I just think like, wow, like if I could go back and be that proud person, like I am now and like put people in their place and like tell them, like, I don't know, like, it's just so, it's so sad to think that we thought that when we were younger and we weren't, a lot of the times we weren't equipped to like talk back or, but now it's like, I like, I'm going to be that mom that's going to Nico's school and talking to his teacher and making sure that he, you know, like the history is being taught and they're aware of like the real Canadian history and if Nico, like, he better tell me everything that's happening in his class, or I'm going off after, like, <laughs> all those parents, and, like, giving them their own history lesson, just because I think, like, it's such a prime age that, like, if their parents are unequipped with, like,
1: yeah.
0: Cause I also think- knowledge, obviously, they're passing it on to their young ones, and then they're going to start thinking that, and then poor Nico growing up, like, it's just, like, this is it's- systemic racism. And I
1: think, too, like we should not when we're 12 and like 11 we should not be teaching having to take the role of teacher to our peers or our peers parents like that shouldn't be your job when you're 11 and 12 your job should be let me learn how to make valuable friendships and like relationships and let me learn how to do math and english our role shouldn't be and it's so hard that we have to like like kind of equip our kids like how do you address but we have to we have to be like how do you address and like call out racism from people who do it in your classroom yeah yeah um but that.
0: this was a hard <laughs> yeah this was a hard topic and I think like
1: I think all the topics are um, hard because I felt like I was they also brought up a lot of like vulnerable situations and reminders in my, my memory and I'm like how do I talk about it and like talk about it in a way where like I'm not about to break down and cry because somebody broke my heart or like <laughs> um, talk about a relationship and highlight points of what you shouldn't do in a relationship where like I tried for like two years to get out of something when I couldn't <laughs> like
0: how I think though that like I hope whoever's listening to this, I, a lot of people who are listening to this could relate to every single thing we talked about. And I think it's just that reassurance that, Hey, like you can get through it. And these hard topics need to be talked about. Like I would have loved to have like a podcast like this when I was younger and just to be reassured that, Hey, like, you know, they did it. I can do it or, you know, something like that. And it's so important. And, um next week though it's gonna be a super positive topic because it's we're excited that it's Father's Day, but also this is next yeah. week, Father's Day, but also Indigenous People's Day. So that's just gonna be like a super positive episode. And we're like super excited for that. But these topics need to be talked about and because everyone relates to mm-hmm.
1: them. And I wanna like invite all of our listeners to tell us. Um, what was your first time at a powwow like and tell us about how you felt so drop us in the in the comments when did you go to your first powwow and how was that for you Yeah we look forward
0: to seeing what your responses are and connecting you connecting with you guys throughout the week and we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for next um, week enjoy yeah student for next week so we'll we'll um see you guys again Bye.
1: so your podcast andy's know that life can be tough and we want to end our episode with promoting the hope for wellness talk line the hope for wellness um helpline offers immediate help to all indigenous people across canada it is available 24 hours a day seven days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at one eight five five two four two three three one zero, or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast entities love you.